Listen up, here's a Monday. About a little morning that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night, it was macabre. <laughs> hey, nothing like tying in some aqua to the beginning of your podcast. Not you enough podcasts it. are doing it. There's a great documentary about that song. What? <laughs> yeah, Vi- Vice does fucking this Vice, documentary man. series. They're like 45 minutes, and it's like one hit wonders and like how the song came. Like, like uh, yeah. Vanessa Carlton's like Thousand Ooh. Miles is on there. Sheesh. It's just a lot of great stuff. That but, sounds yeah, that great. one was crazy. <laughs> that shit went crazy. Those three though. guys in Eiffel 65 bing, or whatever, bing, they fucking bing, hate bing, each bing, other, dude. Did they? <laughs> oh, this is juicy. I didn't know this. Like, one of them was like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. The other two guys were like, this is fucking <laughs> objectively sick. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that one guy sounds like a dumbass then. Yeah, he was a dummy. I think he wanted to go make, like, silly boy music somewhere I else. Actually, Sad, like... I only have two songs on my Spotify. What are they? Blue, Eiffel 65. Yes. Axel F. Uh, by whoever <laughs> sings Axel, Axel F. F. You Do you know Axel F? I, if you're saying it, like, I'm going to feel bad if I don't know. It's Wait, is it the same Crazy as Frog? the Crazy Frog? <laughs> Proper <laughs> yes, title of Crazy notice. Frog is a- Axel F. <laughs> oh, is that? It's because of uh, fucking Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> oh. I never put that together. <laughs> All right, so I'm glad me and you both have half of this information. All right, baby. <laughs> we came together. Uh, regardless, to make sense of it. we have great taste in music. You are a chump oh my God, if you're listening taste. and you don't have only those two songs on your original iPod. Amen. You're an idiot. <laughs> We're done. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, scones. Yo, scones. What did Big we do sconces. this weekend? We went to our friend Jimmy's we went birthday to our party. Friend Jimmy's birthday party. And he almost there fucking up. died. He got stung by a bee and he's allergic. The bee was like, 30 years alive. 30 years <laughs> is too many years. I don't know where he's going with it. He kind of trailed off and then stung him because he was embarrassed. It was a. It was a. Do you think the bee is intentionally trying to kill a person when they sting them? Like, do you think that's I mean, yeah, the bee's that's goal? the whole deal, right? So is that not an assassination attempt on Jimmy's life? I mean, sure, but... So we could say that our friend Jimmy at age 30 survived an assassination assassination attempt? attempt? Yeah, but, I I mean, if you want... Yes, sure. If you want to be an asshole... I'll take it. it. I'll take the win. You don't have to go any further. (laughs) There's a bouncy house, which was sick. It was Uh, sick. Scones almost brought it down. (laughs) Yeah. You got to be careful, man. They're... They'll suck They're really you hard to get out of the sides when you fall off. It's like off. Christine, but a fucking bouncy house. Yeah, that thing was eating me alive. Jeez. And then our friend James tried to help me, and then our other friend Dan kicked him into the pit with me. So yeah. we were both stuck. Basically, Scones wants you to know that he has a lot of friends. Yeah. Me, uh, uh, Dan, uh, James, uh, uh. Uh-oh. Jimmy, uh, the You've bee. been discovered. <laughs> yeah, it was Jerry Seinfeld. Oh Came shit! Trying hot. to, yeesh. Um, I also went to Battleship Cove. Oh, in Fall River, Massachusetts. It's like Uh-oh. a museum where it's a full battleship that you just got to go in and walk around. I feel and like I went there as a kid for like a a field trip. 
I went there when I was a Cub Scout, and we got to sleep over on like yes. where the soldiers slept. Yup. This and is it's wow. This is a memory I forgot about. It was it was sick. It was so sick. And yeah. we ate like in the actual mess hall of the ship. We watched a movie at night in like the did you make a mess? room. So they were explicitly <laughs> like, "It's time for bed." No one, please, like, get up and run around. And <laughs> please so, don't get up. <laughs> I beg <laughs> we, of you. <laughs> we immediately started having yeah. the game, like the hide and go seek of all hide and go seeks on a yeah. full on the USS Massachusetts. <laughs> it was <laughs> the sick, sickest dude thing ever. I would watch competitive hide and go seek on like wicked cool venues. Battleships, awesome. Yeah, dude, not, a, not specifically was, all like battleships. Four but. floors that you have to climb up and down ladders, yeah. and then yeah, you're the basically playing donkey was, You can't go outside, like you can't go to the top deck. Yeah, you can't dive into the ocean. You cannot, but still, you can climb all the way down to the engine room and shit. It's sick. It's sick. If you guys want to come, we're uh, renting out the USS Massachusetts. Yeah, and bring your A game. And yeah, we're not fucking around. We're, we're bringing. Uh, oranges and bananas to have at halftime to keep our muscles working. You have to, dude. You don't uh, want to. You don't have to be running through the mess hall and you cramp up. Or the going to the team quarters. mom. He's gonna bring that. The team team or teen mom. He is both a teen and team mom. Um, oh man, double popular. What if they did a trading or a, a wife swap, but also teen mom crossover? A Whoa. wife. So you. S- you swap, you're a teen mom who is married, <laughs> and you swap with another married teen mom. What do you think? I'd watch. NBC. <laughs> I'd fucking watch it. I'd watch, we'd watch it. Good or bad, I'd watch. <laughs> Probably the latter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just coming up with great ideas every episode. Write those down. Write them. If you're entrepreneurial, you can probably make a couple bing bong bucks off those. We're not going to. Entrepreneurial. If you're a trepper like Scones here, if you're all about that cashola. Scones only refers to money as cashola, and I've been meaning to have an intervention about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, going to the bank is sick. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm going to take out 500 casholas. And they're like, oh, God, this fucking guy. I don't, hey, I just tried to use your ATM outside. I didn't see cashola <laughs> anywhere. Said <laughs> withdraw. What is a debit? <laughs> they're like, yeah, do you want to, uh, can you put down a credit card? I was like, I don't got none. <laughs> I only got cashola. And it's just a big wad of cash in a rubber band. Yeah, it's really hard for me to get They're loans. only in $10,000 increments, <laughs> baby. You got change for that? It's really hard for me to get hotel rooms and loans and stuff. Because yeah. no cards, just cashola, baby. Yeah, it's bad. He It's bad. He uses old-timey slang. It's not good. It's Have not you heard the, the Mitch Hedberg story about when he tried to pay for... A hotel in full cash? Uh, probably, but it would have been like a decade ago. So those of you who don't know, Mitch Hedberg was this really... If you don't know Mitch Hedberg, I don't How do you fucking explain Again, Mitch Hedberg? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a comedian. He was great. Uh, very silly, kind of weird comedy. and Very delivery-based. Yes. And he passed away, and... A story came out of him. He was like a super off the grid guy. Didn't have cards or anything. Um, And he tried to pay with like a ton of cash. 
for this Tell hotel room and they were like, we need a credit card. And he's like, no, 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 no. I have the money. That's what the credit card represents. I have it. <laughs> right. And they're like, sorry, we need a card. And he, I guess, was like, you don't understand. This is like if you booked a Frank Sinatra impersonator and Frank Sinatra came in <laughs> and you were like, no, we want the impersonator. We want the impersonator. <laughs> It's a great story. Anyway. Oh, Scony Cashola is today's representative of the darkness. <laughs> I am the representative of the darkness. They ele- represent- I was elected. Yeah, you're the darkness impersonator for this episode. Um, we don't want the actual darkness. No. That kind of is this show, actually. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, what the fuck are we talking about uh, dude we're gonna talk about the beast of bray road the wolf like creature prowling road. wisconsin dude yeah i went to high school with him dude you went to the beast of bray road dude me and the beast bro yeah we used I, to drink out of the bleachers at the at the <laughs> the dry uh, the, what's the called the though ever the whole school gets together in the gym <laughs> I think pep rally, pep rally. <laughs> uh, rappers who are in high school when they make it always make their music videos about it. Yeah, dude, Dars is the fucking beast of hooking up with chicks in his car on Bray Road, dude. <laughs> Sheesh. Back in high school, dude. Hell, hell y'all, dude. Dude. Oh, saw, dog. Okay, band, band, band. Make out with me on Bay Road, Bray Road. Excuse me. Beautiful music. We love you. Dude, maybe they'll be on that Vice documentary. That oh man, for this Sheesh. this little yeah. this little ditty? Yeah, three of the skeletons like. Or the old and... Patreon music or the Christmas theme. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I think they got a full LP, brother. Dude, full LP, yeah, you know me, brother. Full LP, yeah, you know me. Alright. Talk to me about Mr. Beast on Bray Road. So Mr. Beast's articles from uh oh that's interesting. Shout out We yeah. Love You by we Austin you. Harvey, edited this by is... John Kurowski. Ma, 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 ma. Witnesses who've alleged encountered the beast of Bray Road describe it as a tall and hairy. The gl- <laughs> I think call it a tall and hairy, like it's describe a drink it at a bar. <laughs> as tall and hairy with glowing yeah, I'll eyes. I got a tall and hairy. How many casholas <laughs> is that? That's the usual baby. <laughs> baby, I want a house. It's got glowing eyes, long claws, oh, and a baby. winning attitude. Hell and, yeah. And it has this a st- is... <laughs> it has the stench of rotting meat. Yep. <laughs> Dude, this is literally what I order at the bar. Holy moly. I don't know what had a name. The beast Bray Road, brother. I was like, yeah, just pour all the stuff on that mat and then throw in some old ass <laughs> shrimp oh, cocktail. Oh, the mat shot, dude. <laughs> mat juice and cock- shrimp cocktail from like a week ago. That's dude. the beast of Bray Road. You know Matty Juice? Yeah, me and Matty Juice used to juice up before the juice games. Oh, man, I bet you won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was unfair. 
Dude, this, the rural community of Elkhorn, Wisconsin, runs Bray Road, a 17-mile stretch of thoroughfare dating back to colonial times when it was known as the King's Highway. Was it? How is this back to colonial times? 1936, bro. Wisconsin <laughs> was times. in a colony. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to be a colony to be part of something bigger. And that's why I'm glad you've all come to my seminar. Oh man! Today I'm going to show you how to talk in public. Piss your pants! Piss your pants! Piss your pants! That's the secret. It's good you because I would have never thought to do. A that. lot of people think, "Oh no, I'm going to piss my pants." <laughs> yeah, and then they don't. No, that's that, where they go wrong. That aligns with my initial thoughts as well. Yeah. You want like many, wet jeans at any public speaking Oh, event. talk about a sick mixtape name. Wet jeans. <laughs> wet jeans, dude. Wet jeans. Wet jeans. Wet jeans. Tall, dark, and hairies or whatever. Like many roads in America, it is generally unremarkable. <laughs> Just right Wet jeans and dry martinis. There it is. <laughs> Had to think of something. Just a guy holding martini with his pants covered <laughs> yeah, up. Just <laughs> soaked. <laughs> Raising it up to the fucking camera. Yeah. <laughs> and like a tuxedo top. <laughs> Just leaning up against Bond the juice box. Juice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a real Dean Martin kind of guy. <laughs> Just covered in piss. <laughs> I don't know if we need to make music now or if we can just make this album cover, but that's the cr- that's like the tragic part of where our talent is. Like, yeah, we don't have the, the part. music. <laughs> it's in the ideas. But we man, can't there execute. Some, <laughs> there's some great artists with awful, awful got album such, covers. I know we could have just they could have called us up and within what what's it been 14 minutes, we'd have <laughs> wet wet jeans and dry martinis ready to go. That'd be sick. Uh, <laughs> like ready many roads in America, <laughs> it's generally unremarkable. <laughs> Except for the terrifying creature that supposedly lingers in its vicinity. <laughs> Hell yeah. I can't stop thinking about the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's you he's got a real like shit eating grin too. He's giving you that like Yeah. You know? He's He's giving you a finger gun like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like it's a gift to you. He's so confident. <laughs> Just soaked. The first sighting of what would come to be known as the Beast of Bray Road occurred in 1936. <laughs> when a so night watchman for the nearby St. Coletta School for Exceptional Children was okay. crossing the field. Fuck you, Wisconsin. The Saint Coretta Dude, that's School. That's where the X Men for... live. I was gonna say, yeah. Wait a minute. Is this literally Beast from X Men? I couldn't believe I was reading that for a second. Did the Beast of Bray Road have an English accent and blue hair? I think he did. Yeah, he's Kelsey Grammer. I think in the old ones. <laughs> he saw what he described as a hairy humanoid creature standing between six and seven feet tall, closely resembling that's, a wolf that or a literally bear. is what they could say about me. Its speech was half beast, half human, and the watchman caught the strong scent of rotting flesh. What does half beast mean in that context? The speech was half beast, half human. Like, what is half? Is half beast just like, wow? Like, it's or just a, is, 
it's just like an absolute beast, dude. Like it's just a dude with like an axe, like a. It's really know, hard to bring down Scottish in the accent when he starts running. <laughs> he never saw the creature again, but the experience stuck with him for the rest of his life. That was just the first of many encounters with the Bray Road Beast. Throughout the 1980s and 1990s, more witnesses would come forward claiming to have encountered the Wisconsin werewolf, each with their own theory as to what it might be. All right, Darcy, let's hear your theory. All right. Obviously, there's a nuclear power plant nearby, and this was a worker who used to work the night shift as a security guard. He would swing the keys around and have his flashlight. One night, he heard a noise as he was walking atop the catwalk, and he took a stumble into the vat of nuclear waste. (gasps) Creating the beast of Grayroach. I like that one. I thought you were gonna Thank say you. he got in like a particle accelerator with a wolf. Yeah, Higgs and Boson <laughs> got into the accelerator and boy Two did wolves. they smash. Yeah. A guy tried to microwave a wolf, and the microwave exploded and they combined. It was sick. He made that mistake, so you listener at home don't have to. Yeah, put, turn that power level down to like seven. Why does everyone have it at 10? Out of there. Get the wolves out of the microwave and do your fucking job, Rudy. Check before you hit start. Yes. Always check. As someone with two small children, I got a I got a double triple check. I turn that light on. Oh, you ever scared? When I used to live a long time ago with my sister and she had cats, I'd always be so paranoid one of them was gonna jump in the dryer when I wasn't looking. Like when you reach to grab the next handful from the washer. Like, I'd check just that like, a cat didn't sneak in cat. there behind me. Mm, I've never once done that. I just hit the oven light every time in the morning <laughs> just to, to think make sure the it. kids aren't Darcy's you know, lost a lot there. of cats. Yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> Especially, like, because of all those stories we grew up with, like, witches trying to do that. Yeah. It's kind of trauma at this point. Yeah, hashtag. The first encounter uh, with the Bray Road Beast. Yeah. Elkhorn, Wisconsin, 1936, a small rural town, picturesque and charming, with a population of roughly 6,500 people. As author Linda Godfrey wrote in her book, The Beast of Bray Road, Elkhorn was known as the Christmas card town. Surrounded by rich prairie and dotted with cornfields and dairy farms and about an hour's drive from Madison, Milwaukee, it was an almost idyllic place. Not the sort of setting you'd hear about in a true crime podcast, for instance. <gasps> well, guess what? You're fucking doing it, brother. We're living it. Brother Bear. Something would soon change the town of Elkhorn forever. Enter Mark Shackleman, a night oh, watchman no. at a Catholic convent known as St. Coletta, the very same St. Coletta where Rosemary Kennedy was housed after her father, Joseph Kennedy, had let her to Sorry. Had her lobotomized for agitated depression. All right. As a father, who yep. hasn't? Uh, An agitated think... depression is in quotes because I don't, that's. Yeah, that's like a. Sure, sure. She had a mini Bobini sad time. So we had to get lobotomies were just being done left and right back then. Dude, lobotom- the lobotomy won a Nobel Prize. That's so insane. So that's how wrong science is all the time. <laughs> I could win a Nobel Prize tomorrow by being like, yeah, you got to punch yourself in the butt like a hundred times. And they're like, wow, this is and a bunch of Norwegian science. dudes are like, yes. They're like, welcome our to um, the Nobel Prize. So, yeah, uh, rich people are awful. Um, around midnight, Shackleman was walking through the fields near the school. 
when he saw something perched atop a nearby Native American burial mound. <gasps> That's also in quotes, so take that how you will. It appeared wolf-like, yet standing upright. It appeared to be clawing at the ground. Shackleman approached the creature to get a better look, but it had fled. The following bastard. morning. What? That bastard. The following morning, Shackleman told his wife about the creature, describing that its thumbs and little fingers appeared shriveled, <laughs> notably oh. shorter than the others oh, on its no. hands. Dude, this thing's catching some L's. I was going to say, this is not good. If Listen, if it's your first day out on the town, do not let Shackleman be the first yeah, guy to see Yeah, you don't want to be anywhere near him. He was, this guy's he, dragging him. <laughs> he was wearing a fucking varsity jacket, and he saw this wolf. He was like, sup, nerd? He was that kind of guy. Yeah, and this poor wolf. He's like, I just got shrivelly hands. I was in the bath. <laughs> During the daylight hour, Shackleman returned to the mound and rediscovered raking marks in the dirt. After dusk passed and gave way to night, Shackleman returned to the mound and once again saw the creature. This time, however, it did not flee. It stood and faced Shackleman. So here we go, Dar standing up to the bully. Oh, baby. Who later it's time. <laughs> Shackleman later estimated it to be nearly seven feet tall. He said the creature was covered with dark or black hair, gave off a bad odor, like long dead meat, and eyes that looked right <laughs> into me, and it made a sound. It was a long three- Long dead meat. It was a three-syllable growl, low and mean. Something like three-syllable Gadara with an accent on the second <laughs> syllable. This dude fucking made this up. Gadara. <laughs> Gadara. Three-syllable. What was it? Three-syllable growl? Three-syllable growl. Gadara. Damn. Which. Who knows what that means, man? Sounds like an anime title. Gadara X. Three syllable growl. Love truth. Good. <laughs> Mark Shackleman was in his mid 30s, <laughs> a strong and capable man, and a former heavyweight boxer. But That's the encounter made the hairs on his neck stand on end. So, yeah, I'm still picturing the jock bully. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's fair to say that this jock bully fella uh, was just trying to sound cool. And he was like three Gadara. He does sound pretty coolest. fucking cool, by the way. You describe him. <laughs> I guess if you're a jock bully, being a heavyweight boxer is like a good path. Yeah. For you, you know? Well, he said, then I did the only thing I could do. I prayed to God to save me, and it turned and slowly walked away. For a long time, I stood there. That bad smell hung in the air. And then I said another <laughs> prayer of it's thankfulness. really fixated on the smell. I never saw that thing again. Or anything even like it. Someone who heard Shackleman's story assumed the creature must have been a hellhound, a creature often found in ancient European and biblical literature. The growl of the hellhound was once described by writer Bob Trubshaw as a halfway station between articulate speech and silence, filled with emotion and power, but utterly lacking in reason. Okay. Then there was what Shackleman had heard the creature say, Gadara. Which shares an uncanny <laughs> resemblance to Gadara, a site Gadai, mentioned <laughs> in the Bible as the location in ancient Judea where Jesus exercised a demon-possessed man coming from the tombs, just as the creature Shackleman saw had been clawing at a burial mound. It's a weird thing for like. Uh, let's pretend for a moment it is a hellhound. 
Why is he just saying the the fucking location? Like, why is that his thing? Godara. Well, it's because they uh, it's filled with emotion and power, but it's utterly lacking in reason. So there's no reason. It's just like it's just fucking. Maybe this is the demon that was exercised to come back in hellhound form. And the, yeah, all I can say, okay. it's like Hodor. All right, that makes sense. You, oh, true. Oh, love Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very into fantasy. Love fantasy. Love fantasy. Oh, King love Richard's Harry. Fair coming up. What'd you say? King Rick. Oh, dude. King Ricky's all right. fakey, brother. Every time King Richard Fair comes about, I'm like, it's fall time. Fall time. Fall time. Hi. Hi, fall time. Hi, fall time. Hi, fall guys. Looking kind of cute, fall time. (laughs) Even among believers, though, this hellhound explanation for the beasts of Bray Road carries little credence. Rather, it highlights how the creature seems to defy explanation. When presented with something beyond understanding, it is often easiest to compare it to what uh, what you do know. So let's see what you do know. Okay. In any case, Shackman's story ends there. The creature he saw atop the burial mound vanished for a time. Perhaps it simply lay in wait. As nearly 50 years after Shackman's encounter, stories of the creature once again begin to surface. All right. So this was apparently a movie that came out in 2005. The Beast of Bray Road, brother? Is it like yeah. a sci-fi original type thing, like Mothman one we watched? Uh, it feels like it, because if you look at the... I could have easily made a better cover image than than this film. Uh, I'm just going to post it in our chat. If you're... Google the 2005 Beast of Bray Road, because the Beast looks like he went to <laughs> Halloween. He kind of looks like the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the Grinch with like a dirty, wet mop on its head. Dirty Wet Mop Grinch. Dirty Wet Mop Grinch. Throughout the 80s and 90s, sightings of the Bray Road Beast rose in prominence. Though mostly seen around Elkhorn, locals also reported sightings of the beast as far as Walworth, Racine, and Jefferson County. The first of these recent encounters with the so-called Wisconsin Werewolf occurred in the fall of 1989. Around 1.30 a.m., Lori and Drizzy was given... <laughs> was driving home along the Bray Road. was here? And crazy, dude. Uh, she was driving Champagne home along... What? Sorry. It's a Twitter <laughs> handle. I was driving home along Bray Road from a lounge in Elkhorn called the Jury Room, where she worked as a manager. There off to the side, she saw a massive creature. Its back turned to her, but as she continued along the road, she glanced back and caught it from the front. hey It was kneeling, Jeez. she said. Its elbows were up. Its claws were facing out, so I knew it had claws. I remember the long claws. <laughs> She's all about the claws. One guy all about the smell. This guy. Dude, there's a scary picture here. Dude, spooky, they, the people of this dumb movie should have sent this one, but this one's scary. This will probably be this, the social media post, this one. but Hit me. Oh, my God. It's very... um. Unsettling. I do not know the name of the artist, but it's the guy who makes those like weird renderings of like the uh, like siren head. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. It reminds me of that. Anyway, but I do know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, fucking kiss me about it then. <laughs> she. She. That's a lot of sugar, baby. <laughs> she said it seemed to be holding something between these long claws. Roadkill, perhaps. 
But unlike many animals, which would turn and run when headlights were aimed at them, this creature instead turned and stared at her, terrified, and Drizzy drove home. I feel like animals kind of famously don't turn and run when you put headlights on them. Yeah, they're just like, huh? Me? Wilson! Down, down. <laughs> the next morning, she ventured to the local library to dig through the catalogs to find something that might explain what she saw. What she found was the entry in The Golden Book of the Mysterious, published in 1976, featuring an illustration labeled Werewolf. Okay. <laughs> it was night, and it was quite late, but I knew what I saw, and Drizzy said, you don't mistake something like that. To this day, I believe it was satanic. It was just my feeling. I don't believe in werewolves per se, but I believe something could be well conjured up. What a weird way to conjure phrase up, that. Conjure up, conjure up. I don't believe in werewolves per se. <laughs> I don't like, believe in werewolves to, per se. Are you kidding on me? Why are you talking like this? <laughs> I don't believe in werewolves per se, but I suppose a necromancer could conjure it up. Perhaps a uh, half-dog, half-hellhound. Gadara, brother. Dude, Jeez. Gadara saw, dude. That's what the werewolf was probably trying to get out. On God for all. Dude. Two years later, another local man named... Nope, just... A... Nope, never mind. Two years later, a lo... another local named Doris Gibson, holy shit, claimed to have seen <laughs> the beast. It was Halloween night, 1991. Gibson was driving along the road through the fog when she hit something and felt her front tire lift off the ground. Okay. After driving another 50 feet, she stopped the car and got out to assess the damage to her car okay. and to whatever she might have hit. It was a little kid. No. Uh, <laughs> His name was Trevor Moore. Rest in peace, Trevor Moore. I don't know why that <laughs> wow. was the name. I'm sorry, Man. Trevor. A bummer. Rest in peace, Trevor. <laughs> Dude, I still think the way they like the rest of – if this is like very specific – knowledge that don't give guess, context i don't want anyone to know that doesn't know okay i'll that I, yeah actually it's way funnier if i don't provide any context i think the way the rest of the the gr friend group uh talked about it like literally a couple days after it was like really funny did you see the like live stream they did no it was a couple days after he died and they're like yeah he died doing what he loved trying to suck his own dick <laughs> like that was their like messaging. That's amazing. That's the way I want to go. And I was up. like, "Good for you, dudes!" For like right after a very like. Well, it's exactly horrific... what he would want. <laughs> right, exactly. So anyway, if you don't understand what we're talking about, good. Uh, yeah, you're not invited. To <laughs> there was nothing on the road behind her. She made her way around the back of the car. It came running out of the woods. So that's really scary. <laughs> yeah. Here comes this thing, and it's just running at me, she said. It was no dog. It was bigger than me. I've never seen a human run like that, and my uncle was a track star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think the uncle was like, I need good PR, sweetie. You got to make up a story. <laughs> I've been popping bitty, man. My uncle is a track star. <laughs> my dad could run fast, but my uncle, he could run far. Sheesh, sheesh. Gibson quickly got back in the car and slammed her foot on the gas. At that state, what if it was her uncle just running out of the woods at her? <laughs> hey! It's your dad's birthday coming up. You got a present! Pull my finger! <laughs> Classic uncle moves. Yep. 
and that rotten, decaying <laughs> dead meat uh, scent. All also adds up. Classic. At that same moment, the creature caught up to her car and landed on the trunk, only sliding off because it had become slick in the rain. Gibson said she felt she'd have been dinner had the beast caught her, but she managed to escape. Except later that night, she saw it again. She picked up a friend from a party, and on the way home, that friend pointed out the window and screamed, Look at that thing! Gibson wasted no time in speeding away. What do you say? Nothing! Continue! Say half man, half grimace? (laughs) (laughs) I wish. You know grimace had four arms originally? But we're getting off topic. Off topic, off topic, off topic. Um, except later that night, she saw it again. She picked up a friend from a party, and on the way home, that friend pointed out the window and screamed, look at that thing. Gibson wasted no time in speeding away. When she got home, she noticed claw marks on the back of her blue Plymouth Sundance. Okay. Gibson Bragging laid- about her car much? Yeah. Ease it up. Yeah, we get it. You drive a Sundance. You got the Sunny D, dude. Oh, sheesh. Sunny D with the Sorry, V8, dude. baby. You're, cr- you're crisscrossing I- drinks. I wish I worked half as hard as her grandparents getting her that. Sheesh. <laughs> Hashtag. Gibson later described the creature as a freak of nature, one of God's mistakes. Dude. Literally how I feel. This Some beast, days, you know, is catching strays. Strays, absolutely. It's a stray catching strays, dude. It's the beast of stray road, brother. Jeez. Godfrey published both Gibson and Drizzy stories in the local paper. The week and shortly after, even more people came forward with accounts of the alleged beast of Bray Road. Jeez. As reported by Milwaukee Magazine, Godfrey acknowledged some of the nuances on our website. There is a highly pro- uh, high probability that everyone is not always seeing the same thing. There could be a okay, biological tech savvy girly. Let's go. <laughs> there could be a biological, <laughs> physical animal seen by some, while others see phantoms or supernatural entities from a variety of sources. A few may be misidentifications or hoaxes. So she said it could be all everything. <laughs> yeah so it could be like a man or like a monster or like something else <laughs> oh no <laughs> for the most <laughs> yeah or nothing <laughs> for the most part sightings of the wisconsin werewolf have dropped off since the 90s but if you still believe the creature lurks in the brush along bray road and of course there are those who never believed in it to begin with in either case the legend of the beast of bray road has solidified itself in the pantheon of american folklore and who knows it may still be out there we need to buy a van and go across the country and visit every cryptid across america dude i want to so bad we need netflix to give us like i not just even, wanna. it doesn't even have to be that much like i don't fucking know like give dude me it like, doesn't have to be netflix it could be like travel channel true hulu i don't know uh tubi i don't give a fuck <laughs> just oh. give us a check or, and uh, let us buy uh, a van Roku. literally buy us the van We'll shoot it and then give us like a check for like, yeah, I don't know, uh, enough to pay rent for a couple months while we're away. And I'm in. Yeah. Write your local congressman. Yeah, they should do that. Yeah. Hey, um, networks. Please. Mm, please. <laughs> local congi. It'll be like supernatural, but real life. <laughs> we'll be the, the brothers <laughs> in, in, we're the brothers. We're the brothers. The bro- the 
It'll be like the Hardy Brothers, but in real life. The Hardy Boys? The Hardly Boys? No, not the Hardy Brothers. The Hardy Boys. Wait, the but they boys. are brothers, right? Uh, yes. I mean, they're, they're both, the Hardy Boys. Yeah, they're it's both like, named yeah. Hardy, right? They're, Nobody they're refers to like two separate rel- like people and be like, those are the Hardy Boys. That doesn't make sense. Of course well, they're boys. I w- <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. I I wouldn't call them boys either. <laughs> I'd be yeah, I'd be like, I'd hey, be like the like Hardy brothers, fifteen, like, like Matt and Jeff <laughs> like, Hardy. It's weird to be the Hard Hardy Boys. Although the Hardy Boys sounds like a sick Australian yeah, they need bike to gang. Grow the fuck up. The I'm Hardy a, boys? I'm on boys. I'm on boys. Like I'm they, on boys. Yeah, they're real hard. <laughs> they're oh, tough guys. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> um, so the Beast of Bray Road, just a guy who is just being made fun of. Like, without direct, indirectly yeah, made fun of, yeah. harassed for his <laughs> for his silly little fingers and for his, his tall physical stature. appearance and odors <laughs> and his stank. Um, if you guys want to call up your local congressman, he's probably just like a like a teenage werewolf. Yeah, he's just it's just teen te- teen wolf. What? I've got bad news. <laughs> no, 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 no. So there's this guy. <laughs> he went back to the future, but guess what? <laughs> He's also a werewolf. <laughs> um, if you want Scones and I to do a shot-for-shot shot remake. J. Fox. Yeah, he's a cool dude. If we want us to do a shot-for-shot shot remake oh, of that movie. That would be sick. Then hit us up on Twitter, MMMacabPod, Instagram. We could Monday do that on iPhone? We could, we could yeah. do that. Fucking Snapchat filter it? <laughs> Easy. Uh, what do you think that would take? How long do you think that would take us? Like a Saturday? To do a shot-for-shot shot remake of the entire film? Could- yeah, Saturday. <laughs> Probably just a one Saturday. Because uh, it's not like we're going to need a lot of takes, right? We know what we're doing. It's already been done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we right? need locations, baby. I think we got this. I guess with a green screen, oh, we're just good. just drive around your town. Wait, just green screen it. We're fucking easy. F- fix it in yeah, post. Yeah, and also, That's you live in like a... Lo- like a. You live in like a small town. I feel like you can find all those similar locations. What's that fucking thing going around about small towns right now? <laughs> about like uh, the country singers small, small town. Oh, song Jason Aldean like, said like you yeah, can't like, be don't black come if you want to yeah, be in our small town. Yeah. Okay. No. No. No and correlations. He's also, but, I guess, from Macon, Georgia. Ooh, not the best. He's in Macon, Georgia. Like a, uh, uh, like a hundred fifty thousand people live there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys. Reach out to us. You know how to do it. Uh, if you don't, I won't Please. say I love you anymore. <laughs> but I love you right now. Goodbye. Love you.